Please note that the views and opinions expressed by our guests on the show are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of the interviewer or any of the companies and organizations which may be mentioned. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. to the Adventures of OT podcast. On today's show, I have a special guest. So this is an individual who thoroughly welcomed me to the UWC streets um, because she was my mentor. Um, She taught me so much about perseverance that I still live by some of her teachings up until today. So our guest today is going to tell us more about her life and how her condition has impacted her engagement in occupations. Please help me welcome Anelisa Baliso. Hi, Anelisa. Hey, Kanya. Hi, sis. How are you doing? I am well and uh, so honored to be on this podcast today. Um, How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much again for agreeing to being a part of the show. Of course, of course. Um, so it's it's so strange because like I was saying in the introduction that you were actually one of the people who really introduced me to the streets of UWC because yes. you were my mentor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was so so nice to to get to know you and the other three mentees that um that I mentored. You guys were lovely. <laughs> what what is that thing that really drove you to want to become a mentor in your varsity years? Okay, so one, specifically because I was also a mentee. So mm. um, so I've seen the importance of being a mentor because um, my mentor played a huge role in my life. And um, my mentor was a social worker, so she helped me a lot um, mm. in my schoolwork and also just introducing me to the university life. So I've seen the importance of having a mentor at varsity because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's your first year and you don't know anything. You just want, yeah, you just want to learn. But there are a lot of things that happen at varsity and you do need someone to guide you and be there for you. So, mm-hmm. so that's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. actually so true because fortunately enough for me, my roommate was also one of your mentees. Um, yes. So that yes. also helped for us to forge our own personal relationship. And even mm-hmm. with the two guys, um, they also people that are like I'm still in contact with up until yes, today. I'm 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 mm-hmm. also still in contact with Old Shepherd. I forgot the mm-hmm. other one, but yeah, yeah, Andy. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So obviously today, you know, I have asked you to be on the show. It's something that you've spoken about, and I think you even have a a, a documentary about your yes. condition. Yeah. Um, and obviously, from my understanding, you weren't born with a bow leg. So can you tell us what actually transpired for you to have a bow leg? Oh, okay. 
Um, so I'm gonna take it back to um when I was I was a child. It was back in 1999, actually. Um, so I was I used to be a playful child. <laughs> so I used to play um on the streets with friends like any other children, and I was born um with my both legs straight like any other mm-hmm. children. So so what happened um was that. I slipped um, while we were playing and running on the street with my friends. So I, I, I slipped on my um, right knee and, and fell very badly. Mm-hmm. So, so after the fall, we noticed that the family that I was actually very hurt and I was taken to the hospital. So, um, so then that was the start of my operations because I'd broken my leg and there were other infections that were um discovered so mm. yeah so that's what happened so then um after i've heard the operation um yeah i noticed um over the years that my my left leg was gradually um forming into a bow leg because what mm. had happened was that um my right leg didn't grow in a normal length as compared to the left leg. So my growth plate on my um, right leg was affected. And as a result, it didn't grow in a normal length. It, grew, it, it was shorter than the, um, the left leg. So the, while the left leg was growing on a normal length, it then formed a bow leg. Yeah, mm. so that's what happened over the years. Mm. So when yeah. this accident happened, um, how old were you more or less? I was um six years old. Yeah. I remember <laughs> I, I, I remember I was I was I was still at crash and uh because of the operations that I had to do I missed my graduation at, at, at uh... crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that was then. Yeah. So and I also know that obviously due to finance financial strains, you couldn't necessarily see a physiotherapist at the time. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. So after um, um, the operation, my life just carried on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we thought everything was okay. But then I noticed that, okay, something is changing here. My legs are changing. Um, yeah, and even, and even when they were changing. So I noticed them because other kids were teasing and other people were noticing mm-hmm. and um and I'd, I'd ask my mother to take me to the hospital but because of the lack of finan- finances and she couldn't take me um so then yeah that um I lived like that mm. and yeah. you know I can't imagine what emotional trauma that you went through in your childhood because first of all you you fall and your leg breaks and then you start seeing the difference in your leg growth. Um, and then how do you manage to deal with all of the, the teasing and the stigma that comes with, you know, having a bow leg? Mm. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot, actually. And um, yeah, so when my mother told me that she she can't take me to the hospital to to change um um the leg situation then i had to accept it um so i accepted that okay this is the way that i look 
and um, this is the way that I am. I am different. So I accepted mm-hmm. that. Um, so it was really not nice to be teased by other kids. It was really not nice because um, there were even adults. <laughs> it was not just kids, but it was also adults who would make comments and mm-hmm. that would break my heart. That would break my heart because I wanted to look like other kids and I wanted to have both legs straight because um it was I felt it was just unfair um mm-hmm. for me to be like that to be different um so now the dealing with it was um to just go on with life except the way that I am that's what I did um but it didn't it didn't it didn't um it was not easy. It was not easy. Um, the accepting part of it was not easy. It didn't come easy. Um, mm-hmm. Even though in front of the world and in front of people, I had put on a smile and, 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 and pretended I was okay. But um, so I was, I was just hiding my true emotions, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was not easy. And you know what you're highlighting is basically the stages of grief where firstly you're in denial, then you, mm. there's anger. So yes. what was happening in those stages, especially like in the stages of anger and maybe even possibly depression where you feel like, oh, why is this happening to me and this stage mm. of bargaining? Mm. I, I I did have a lot of anger um, in inside of me. And, and 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 the anger was firstly there was directed at God first mm-hmm. um so I questioned God um why did I have to end up looking like this mm-hmm. um why did you have to put me through something like this because I was not born like that um, um why did this have to happen to me specifically mm-hmm. to me um so I was also angry at people at children who tease me um um however i was i wasn't violent i wouldn't i I was not i don't i don't remember myself being violent and 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 maybe beating them being getting physical because they were teasing but um but i was angry though but i was still angry um and later in in life at some stage i i i think a little bit of my anger was also um, towards my my mother, um, mm. to be honest, because um, even though I I even though she she indic- I know I knew that we didn't have the financial means. Um, I think um, there was also a lack of knowledge. She was also not knowledgeable. But even though I know that she was not knowledgeable about it, I was I was still like, you are my parent, and you should have. I've been more careful and 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 taking care of this matter, um, yeah. Rather than being a little bit careless about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so yeah, I had anger towards God and and questioned Him a lot, mm. which is understandable, especially when people go through any stage of grief, um, be it the loss of a child, be it a loss of a mm-hmm. limb. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people do question the higher power that they do believe in. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you say that, you know, you move towards accepting, but what are those things that allowed you to accept or that you practiced every day to allow you to be like, you know, I'm accepting myself. 
this is who I am now, or this is how my leg is going to be. Um, what are those practices that you put into place to okay. to get to the stage of mm. acceptance? Mm. Okay. So, and, and funny enough, I'm going to mention faith. Um, mm. Faith in God has really helped me a lot, a lot. Um, so even though I had, que- I had so many questions about it, but also um having my faith in god and 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 worshiping him and 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 praising him for who he is i i i i felt and experienced god's love um very beautifully mm-hmm. god accepted me the way that i am and um the way that i looked the way that i that i walked and um i felt comfortable in god's space and um and i felt loved by god regardless of the way that i looked so mm. um yeah so 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 then that made me to love myself yeah um the way that i looked and that made me to accept myself um mm. the way that i looked and and also what helped was to um was um to affirm myself Mm-hmm. on a daily basis like to 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 tell myself that you are beautiful because i needed to remind myself each and every day that you are beautiful regardless of how you walk and how you look mm-hmm. um you you are capable because one of the biggest things that i doubted doubted was my capability am i capable to do this am i capable to do that because of the way that i walk because of the way that i am um yeah so I doubted my capabilities and so I had to affirm myself that I am able Mm. I am capable um so that really helped me a lot that really helped me a lot yeah I I actually like that you were able to affirm yourself because it's so Mm. difficult to try and affirm yourself and believe that you know you're capable of certain things but as much as mm-hmm. we as the outsiders can say you are beautiful and you can do mm-hmm. it, you mm-hmm. need to believe it as well. That's true. That's mm. true. That's true. Because if you don't believe that, then you're gonna stay in that uh, in, 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 in in those emotions and end up not doing things that you are supposed to do because you are feeling sorry and you're feeling ashamed of yourself. Um, mm. So you end up not doing the things that you're supposed to be doing in life. And you, mm. yeah, you become miserable and you become vulnerable. So I did not want to stay in that state um, mm. forever. I've, I've, I've been in that state, but I know that it's not beautiful and it's not nice to be in it. And I did not want to stay forever in that state. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And then how is your family supporting you throughout this entire process where you were having these emotions and how were they able to, you know, um, support you even with the stigma that was going around in the community? Mm. Okay. So, so I was hiding, (laughs) even at home, I was hiding in, in, in front of my mother. So home is, is basically, it was me and my mother, my brother and my sister. Right. Mm -hmm. So I lost my brother in 2013. So this was me and my, and my sister now. So, um, I, I was at home. I wasn't showing a lot of emotions. So I was hiding those in, 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 inside me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, I've hidden a lot of emotions and I've, I've not talked about it 
with my mother and um so 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 she tried to be there for me as a parent and was supporting me and encouraging me um but I was just not a child that was open enough about it mm. yeah at home yeah and did you ever say anything to your sister about the emotions that you were going through um no actually i i i because i my relationship with my sister is also very strange mm. um <laughs> yeah so yeah we, we we're not we're not too close and 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 open like that that's very mm. strange and that's me being honest so mm-hmm. i i i i opened up and um was free to open up with friends rather and um and so yeah i was rather more open up with friends mm. yes. um which which is something i also understand um mm. and i've always wondered um when people do go through certain life events mm. be it traumatic mm. or not um, mm. How would you like for people to actually be there for you? Um, mm. and because, you know, people will be like, check up on your strong friends. But then it's like, how do I actually check up on Annelisa? Mm. What do I say? Mm. How would mm. she like me to check up on her? So mm. how would you like people to know, check up on you and for you to be feel free to talk to them? Mm. Yeah. Um, excuse me. So... So this thing of, um, yeah, seeing a person putting off or showing off a smile and, and thinking that they are okay, it, it, actually, it's not it. So it's good that you check up on them over the phone, even if it's a phone call, mm-hmm. um, just or a text message, or you, you show up and with, an, with a physical visit. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's important that you ask um, a person how they want um, um, people to be there for them so that's also important because you also you don't want to bombard a person and um, you make them feel more uncomfortable so mm-hmm. just meet people where they are basically how they want how they they want to experience you just meet them where, where they are um, don't mm-hmm. overdo things um, just do what they would like to be done yeah yeah, like it's so difficult though to to mm-hmm. sort of get the how would someone else like to be supported because it's like don't overdo mm. things but also be there yeah. but also <laughs> mm. it, it yeah it's tricky it's tricky mm. but also yes but also you just you just don't want to be to make things worse you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. you don't want to make things worse for them they're not okay um, I think just you being you know, from time to time, you're checking up on them. That means, that means a lot on its own. Mm. Yeah. Yes. I suppose also because people don't like, like it when someone else feels pity for them. So then you exactly. don't want to do it. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. That's, that's a thing. You don't, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not nice when people feel pity <laughs> um, <laughs> about you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. So now, obviously, you're a child, you're six years old, your leg breaks. And now as you're growing older, you realize that, you know, the one, your left leg is mm. becoming a more of a bow leg. So mm. then how do you start engaging in occupations like running, you know, playing mm. sports at school um, mm. at this time? 
Mm. Okay, so um, I didn't play any sport as a child, actually, because I used to have problems with my bow leg. Mm. So I experienced pain if I had to walk long distances. So I experienced pain if I stood for a long time. And um, so I didn't bother involving myself in sports at school because I Mm. knew my problem. But I used to watch um, a lot of kids playing and I wished uh, I could play too. And and especially netball. (laughs) Mm. I used to like netball and I was fascinated with it. But unfortunately um yeah so so i just enjoyed playing uh, like your normal games with friends that would not otherwise string me mm. um so yeah so what i also liked when i was growing up was dancing <laughs> um so even though um that would strain me and hurt but because i used to like dancing i thought you know what i'll do it um and, mm. and, and limit myself where i needed to limit myself other than mm. that yeah uh, um, I didn't do sports. Yeah. And then in terms of dressing as well, because I can believe mm. that, you know, if you were trying to wear pants, that would also mm. be quite difficult. Yes, that was, that was also a challenge because because uh, pants, are, <laughs> pants are balanced. They have been balanced, but then my legs were, um, there was a difference in mm. my legs. So one was longer than the other. So what I used to do then was I would either outfold um, the one the one side that is shorter, which is now the right leg, or mm. I'd cut it out um, the, the the longest the longer part and cut it out and 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 just redo it. So I had to alter my my pants a lot, or sometimes just where it is it is, but one side would be longer and yeah, it and mm. noticeable. Yes. Yeah. So I can imagine, I'm not sure if you were going to school using public transport or if mm. you had to walk going to school. Um, okay. So I, I had to walk going to school. I, mm-hmm. yeah, my, my school wasn't that far, but I had to walk and yeah. What was going to be your question? Um, uh, was that at, in any case, any part way um, mm-hmm. difficult for you as well? Um, it was not, it was not that far. No, mm. it was not difficult because it wasn't too far. Both my, my primary and my, um, high school weren't that far from home. So yeah, mm. it wasn't, it wasn't difficult. And then obviously you get to varsity and, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, you start seeing people, people start seeing you. So how was yes. your dating life? Um, especially in varsity. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh dating adversity. Um okay, so I didn't I didn't do a lot of dating actually adversity. I remember mm-hmm. I yeah, I remember I, I dated a guy that I knew from Strand. Um so throughout 2013, 2014. Yeah. And 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 that was that. I didn't do a lot of dating at adversity. Yeah, but I formed friendships. Yeah. Would you say you not dating in varsity was because it was also influenced by, you know, mm. your appearance and maybe you f- didn't necessarily feel as confident at the time? Um, 
yeah at, at some level yes because because um you know when when you you have a crush on a person and they don't approach you and then i'm like oh okay then my insecurities kick in because mm. i'm like everything is telling me that oh okay yeah um you have a bow leg so yeah why would um that person come to you and 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 want to date you i mm. and also I've, i i i noticed a, a lot of guys befriending me instead of <laughs> wanting me to be their girlfriends yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and then how do you deal with that where you were actually looking at someone you were like oh, i'd like to date you and then you find yourself in the friend zone hey that that was not nice that was um that was not 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 that the, the, there wasn't any guys that that wanted to date me but then those that are that wanted to date me i did not want them <laughs> so <it's always> <laughs> So, uh, so it's funny how it's always like that sometimes. Mm. Um, so yeah, that will really hurt my feelings um, when you like someone and and you see that oh yeah, I'm in a friend zone. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yes, mm. understandably yeah. so. Okay, mm. so now um, you graduate and within yeah. your graduation year, um, you go yeah. for surgery. So how yeah. did that come about? Okay, so what happened? It was um, in in 2016, right? Mm. Uh, okay, so so firstly, I was I was part of the University of the Western Cape Creative Arts Choir. Yes. I joined, yes, I joined in 2014, I think. Yes, um, so in 2016, we entered a competition called Varsity Sing. And um, and the competition was taking place at Hugo Lamprecht in Peru. So um, so during the semifinals of the competition, um, my choir conductor had asked me to to sing and lead, um, to be specific, to lead mm-hmm. a song. Um, and so so leading a song requires you to stand um, in front of the um, the entire choir. So, so then that made me to be exposed of the way that I looked and the way that I am in front of the audience now. Mm. So, um, so what happened um, was that um, there was a doctor who was on the audience who noticed um, the way that I looked, an orthopedic doctor, um, which specializes in, 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 um, in knee and leg surgeries. So, mm-hmm. so then after the competition, um, the choir conductor and myself were asked to go and have a consultation with the doctor because the doctor wanted, was interested and wanted to know more about my leg situation, right? So, um, so we had that consultation in Belleville um, and then, and then the doctor was saying that he is, um, um, he wants to help out, um, but then he will, he, this, this, this project is huge and would require a lot of um, money and, and instruments um, that need to be used in order to correct the legs. Um, so he said then that he would, he will ask for sponsors and get back to me if um, he was successful in doing that. 
Mm. Okay, so now come November that November or December that year, then I receive an email from the doctor saying that he was able to secure the sponsors and um and asked whether I am ready for the surgeries. Mm. And wow. <laughs> so when I read that email, I I I cried. I couldn't believe it. Um because even when I went um for the consultation, I was still doubtful. So mm. when I received that email, um, you know, I was, I, I felt, I felt so blessed. I, I couldn't believe it. And um, so I said, yes, I was ready. I was ready to do it. And then they scheduled for my first operation to be done in February um, 2017. So, so yeah. So my, my, my first surgery, which was meant to correct the, the bow leg, um, to make it straight um, was done then. So um, they inserted a, a brace, a huge brace, which was very hurtful mm. <laughs> and, and challenging on its on its own. Um, so I had that and 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 needed to do the correction on a daily basis to make the leg straight. Um, and I had that um, frame for about eight months. Mm. Yeah. So eight months down uh, down the line, the leg was completely straight, and and that was taken out. Mm. Yeah, and 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 now because this leg was was longer than the other, um, so the short the the different the leg difference now was very much noticeable. So so the other correction now was to make the right leg to lengthen the right leg to come mm-hmm. uh, to be the same balance as the other leg so that mm-hmm. those operations were also done and yeah that's what happened mm. so so what is actually going through your mind as you're going into surgery because now mm. let's take it back to when you were six years old this accident mm. happened uh, you got mm. a, an operation but it didn't necessarily turn out well and now mm. you're trying it for the, let's say, second or third time. Um, and now what is happening in your mind? Are you having any doubts? Are you like, mm. yes, let's do it? What was happening through your mind during this time? Okay. Um, I was I was nervous. I was nervous because I, I really had those doubts that what if something like that happened? Because mm. because the, the, the bow leg formed... Um, after the operations when I was young um, were done. And, and, and in my mind, I would also thought that it was because of those operations, something wrong happened when those operations mm. were done, you know, but also the bigger part of me was excited and wanting um, for these operations to, to wanting for it to be done because mm. I wanted my life to change. I wanted these legs to change. And, and the way that it happened and 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 I researched, of course, researched the um the doctor and and the institution, and 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 actually saw that they do specialize in this, and they are good, and there are people who've done it before, and um there were very good reviews. So I'd, I'd researched about it, and 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 because the huge part of me wanted this to happen, mm. um I was then yeah, okay for it to to continue to be done. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So eight months down the line, um, and your left leg has been corrected. Yes. Um, what happens to you now? How are you feeling emotionally now that you're seeing the change, um, physically? Mm. I don't believe it. 
actually <laughs> <laughs> i do not it's unbelievable i'm mm. like what um I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. And I was super happy. I was so excited. And 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 my entire life in jail was, was changed. Mm. I was grateful to God and um thankful to every person that that um that took part in um in, in these operations and yeah, I was happy. I was mm. happy. Yeah. What what would you say has changed significantly now that you've had the operation? Okay. So so both of the issues that I had were rectified mm-hmm. um through the number of um surgeries that I had. Um so the bow leg was made straight and the short um leg was made um long. So my mm-hmm. legs now have balance. So that's the physical part of it. And mm-hmm. um, and so the correction has also made a huge impact on, on the emotional side of things. Because um, now I feel really good about myself and the way that I look. And mm-hmm. um, my self-esteem is just basically increased and my confidence my confidence is increased. And um, I'm just happy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm in a very mm-hmm. happy space. And yeah grateful understandably so are you rocking heels yet uh how's that going <laughs> i i just smaller than inches yes i can rock that's the that's as far as i can do it's, it's just small inches because um yeah I'm, I'm 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 not fit enough i think i'm not fit enough to to rock heels but mm. i will i will try them um um, when I've completely healed, because recently um, I, I, I went for an operation um, to remove I, I, to remove the nail lengthening um, in June, actually. So, so I was still under construction, and so I think then I'll give I, I must give myself some time and see if I will be able to um, wear high heels yes <laughs> yes definitely yes. rather take it slow and steady yes, exactly uh, I, I don't want i don't want to ruin myself again now and <laughs> do mm. anything wrong with what has definitely. been done yeah. yeah so obviously you mentioned that you were part of the uwc creative arts choir um, and yes. I want to know what impact has singing had on your life? Because obviously now you've also started singing and we're seeing some of your songs and people have mm-hmm. put reviews that, you know, that it's changing their lives as well and it's giving them hope. So what is the significance that music has had on your life as well? I'm, I'm still really grateful to, to the University of the Western Cape, the choir, because if it was not for them, um, this opportunity would not have um happened because mm. i was part of the choir and 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 i was seen and discovered because i was part of the choir so it will always be very important to me um they really played a huge role in my life in that sense um and also they they played a huge role in in, in also growing me as a music as a musician and, mm. and and grooming me, so I was trained at UWC, um, Creative Arts Choir. Um, we you we, we 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 undergo a lot of training, and it's difficult. And it's not easy, 
um, to participate in that. So, um, yeah, so they really played a huge role in me becoming the person that I am today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what hopes do you have with the music that you are releasing to have on other people? Okay. So, so I am, I have not released any music yet. In yes. Terms of sorry. Recording. Yes. In terms of recording professionally, but I do from time to time um, do clips, video clips and post them um, on, 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 on videos, on, on songs that I cover and on, on my original songs that I've written. And, 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 and so the type of music that I write or the type of music that I sing is, um, is, is a soul music. So, so, so what I, what I, I envision or my goal for my music is to, is to heal people is to um is is to 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 take people to a vulnerable place and to, uh, to allow them to be vulnerable to be also relaxed at the same time but also most importantly is is to heal them and 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 to 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 remind them that god exists and 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 god heals and god is there for them and mm-hmm. um and um yes and that there is hope um, for a better future and a better situation than where a person where a person is listening that song and um, yeah where they are in their life there's there's always hope for a better future for a better mm. life. yeah that's actually so great and I can't wait for you to write your own songs and start releasing your own songs as well yes yes I'm, 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 yes I'm 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 actually more intentional about growing musically than ever before so Mm -hmm. i'm writing i'm seeing that um i'm being blessed with writing um songs um and then uh so i'm I'm, i've not found a recording label yet i wish they find me i don't have to find them (laughs) (laughs) Um, so so also but also i'm planning to to do an, an event a music launch um, mm. so that, yes, it's taking place in October where I am going to just formally introduce myself as a music artist and um, yeah okay that's actually so amazing and I'm assuming this the it's going to be happening um, in Cape Town yes it's going to be happening in Cape Town I booked um, the drama factory in Strand this is also just an invite please wait for a post I'm going to send you a poster Mm-hmm. Um, when everything is done so i'm in the planning stage of things um so yeah ex- expect ex- expect a good good evening um music session um mm-hmm. october on the 22nd yeah oh great so would you be performing by yourself as an introductory introduction to people or maybe you're going to have a supporting acts Okay, so I'm I'm planning I'm planning to I'm gonna be the main act, right? Because mm-hmm. it's my launch. Um, um, but then I I do ha- I, I do have um, some some other acts that I'm planning to to invite. They have not confirmed yet, and also I, I I'm, I'm planning I've invited. I actually sent an email t- today in the morning today to the to the UWC Creative Arts Choir because um, they really do mean a lot to me in becoming the person that I am today mm. as a musician. So I've, I I emailed them today and I invited them to take part 
and 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 um render an opening act for me um on mm. that event so i'm hoping that they will also be uh, a big part of it yeah and I hope they do see your the extension of your invite and that they are actually keen to be a part of it because that would be such a, I don't want to say 360, a 180 moment yeah. of them also, you know, being a part of this journey of you yeah. now letting people know who you are and that you're here to sing. Yes, definitely. It will really mean a lot to me. It it will really mean a lot. Um, I'll be really honored and, and blessed to have them because I was the, um, mm. and my life um, changed because I was part of that choir mm. and, and I've grown musically because of the training that I acquired in that choir so yeah, mm. yeah. so then seeing that you're focusing so much on you where does that put um, you working as a social worker okay so I'm, I'm, I'm still currently practicing as a mm. social worker I continue to do that and um and yeah i'm 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 more leaning on music because i believe that is my calling and i believe that is where my happiness now lies and mm. and i believe in 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 doing something that makes you happy um um yeah so so i do wish for my music to to succeed and um yeah so that i can be more fully participating in music and um and and not continue to do social work yeah mm. basically that Would is you... my wish <laughs> i <laughs> my music can be successful so that i can do what makes me happy um yeah would you say that social work was a part of your passion when you started it and now you found what your passion is now at this stage of your life? Okay. No, I've always known that I've always known that music is my, is my passion. I've always mm. known that I loved music. Um, however, as, 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 as a career now, that's another story um, because the the only options that we are, we get to be exposed to the careers that we are exposed to, are are your teaching your social work your you know those normal careers so yes. I also yeah, so I had to I, I I had to choose um something that you know <laughs> yeah so so that's how I chose social work but I do mm -hmm. love it and 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 the work um that I do I, I it's it's really amazing and it's 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 really um, a great work um, in the communities and it's very needed in the communities mm. um, yes I, I, I love it however um, yeah it's, it's, it's also very important to do what makes you more happier yeah yes to do what what you love that you know gives you butterflies exactly. and makes you excited <laughs> to face the day <laughs> yes exactly something that mm -hmm. just will come naturally to you yes yeah. Yeah. so is that a, an aim that you have for your youtube channel as well to basically put out the work that you currently do in your music Yes, definitely. So, so even on the on the event, I'm planning to to do a live recording, um, on that event so that I can start posting posting um music because I've been promising people, <laughs> but it's coming. It's it's coming. I just want to post some 
something professional and and quality mm-hmm. um you know and 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 yeah and take it from that because with that i want I, my my vision then is my wish is to then attract um 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 the labels and you know, managers and stuff like that because i don't mm-hmm. have that at the moment so i want to basically put myself out there and sell myself and i want mm-hmm. to put something that has quality yeah mm, definitely um and i i do really hope that you get signed by a repeatable record label <laughs> of how artists get ripped off yeah. by all of these recording labels and stuff exactly that's 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 scary that is very mm. scary but then um but then i i pray about it. it's something that i am praying about uh, a lot that um that that God really leads me all the way to the people that he knows are going to be honest and truthful and be and align with my vision and not take from me um, mm. and stuff and not lead me um, wrong and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Just lead the good people to come, to come um, my way. Yeah. I'm, I'm praying about that a lot. I find myself really praying about that a lot because I've been watching a podcast and hearing people saying um how these record labels just rip them off yeah mm. yeah and i really do wish you a whole full circle moment and you know now i mean i can say yeah i know her I know <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 yeah thank you so much thank you Never a case of no matter witchcraft, it was just always like a oh, it's probably that condition that we learned about once upon mm. a time. Mm. Um, and now that you've spoken about it and that it was actually an accident, mm. um, I didn't even know that you know, because of a, a fracture of the leg, mm. you can experience a bow leg if it yeah. doesn't heal properly, if the, the fracture mm. doesn't heal properly. Mm. I've, I've actually never heard of. I've, I've never read or I've never heard of um, anyone who, who who ended up having a bowling like I did. Mm. Yeah, because it's, it's most people um, are born like that, are born with it. Either mm. both with both um, legs um, bow or one bow leg. Um, so I've never heard. So it was it was yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. When when, when it's it's understood some. At some level, it's understandable when people would would would, <laughs> especially closer people, when they would say that maybe there's just witchcraft here. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> um, so so, but I don't like focusing on those things because then that makes people just um relax and sit back and just accept their lives like that and do nothing mm. about it because then they say it's, it's witchcraft and and not um yeah and not and not take um further steps to 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 learn more about things so that they can have different perspectives so yeah Mm. but also when you think about it in a contextual environment if we're talking about people who come who are in a low socioeconomic area Mm. most of them maybe didn't go to school so those things do then sort of come up where you know it's probably witchcraft because that's Mm. the in the community community yes Mm. yes and that's what they believe yeah Mm. yeah that's true 
That's true. So, Annalisa, we've come to the final segment of the show. Um, okay. Where I ask you five fire questions. You either answer in one word or one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Okay, yes, I'm ready, I guess. <laughs> okay, the first. Okay, you've listened to the message and all the OT lessons. You're running out of seconds. It's time for the final segment. This a minor reminder of what you're all about to witness. Rapid fire with Kanye. Welcome to Five Fire Questions. Five Fire Questions. question is what does confidence mean to you being comfortable in in your own skin yes mm, that's very nice especially now that we're constantly comparing ourselves to the instagram mm. baddies mm, which is <laughs> lies which they're selling us lies <laughs> yeah selling us lies babes yeah yeah and then my second question is, what does self-love mean to you? Okay. Ooh. So self-love would be to appreciate and to accept yourself and to take care of yourself mm. um, and to put yourself first and not being selfish, but, but to put yourself first. And, and yeah, just to accept the way that you are. Yeah. Mm. And I think self-love for me would also be taking care of yourself. So having those self-care yes. days. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That is part mm-hmm. of um, um, taking care of you loving yourself when you are taking care of yourself, when you are putting your emotions first and, 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 and what you like first. And it's mm-hmm. not like, you, yeah, you, you are being selfish because there's a thin line um, between being um, selfish and, and, and loving yourself and how people view it. It's, it, yeah, it's, it depends on how they view it, but then it's, it's really important to take care of how you feel. And, um, so if you know that you're not feeling okay and you need to take some time out and in whatever, do that, um, because mm-hmm. it's part of taking care of yourself, you growing yourself through, um, um, things um, challenging yourself and, and stuff like that. That's taking care of yourself. Um, mm. Wanting to to see yourself in you. Know, I know you want you. I know you said that. It must be, <laughs> um, I see now. That's a paragraph. That was a paragraph. Anyway, <laughs> I'm now thinking. Oh, okay. You said a sentence. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> No, I don't mind it at all. You're dropping gems. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so yeah, yeah, we can move to the next question. Okay, the third question is: What affirmation do you say to yourself currently? Mm. Okay, now because I am I am more focused on um, on wanting my music to work. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I find myself um, praying and affirming um, that I will make it. Mm-hmm. My music will make, I will make it as a musician. Um, my music will take off and will do what, it, what, it, what it's meant to do to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking it out into the universe. Yes. 
yes mm. yes 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 and hopefully it can definitely it will manifest yes fourth question also because you are actually putting in the work uh, yeah. so that that's why it's also going to work out yes yes mm. yes definitely uh, the fourth question is what is the worst advice you've ever received sure my god the worst advice advice i ever received sure why is this one so difficult (laughs) um it's usually the difficult one yeah what is the worst advice I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. Yeah. That's usually quite easy. Yeah. Can be easy or very difficult to answer. Mm, yeah. Okay, we'll move on to the fifth one, which is, okay. and the fifth and final question, which is, what is the best advice you've received? Okay. Okay. The best advice that I've received is to, was to, um, to do what makes me happy, to mm. focus on what makes me happy. And mm. that is what I am currently doing. Yeah. Yes. yes. And I'm, I know that your son also makes you very happy. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. He's the love of my life. <laughs> mm. He is the love of my life. Thank you so much, Annalisa, for coming onto the show. For people who'd still like to follow your journey, your journey with music, and just, you know, see what's happening, where can they get a hold of you? Okay. So they can get a hold of me um, on Facebook. I am, and my handle is Annalisa Leansa Baliso. And on Instagram, it's Leansa with L double E A. NSA and then on YouTube, um, Anilisa Bali. So, yeah, so that's where people can, can find me. Well, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please share it with three of your friends you believe would enjoy it too. Also, head on over to our social media pages at the Adventures of OT podcast on Instagram and Facebook and tell us which part of this episode you enjoyed most. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.